Hello everyone, this is Rico Rocks. As the people know me as Rico Rocks, this is episode one of the podcast, my podcast I'm doing. I haven't really picked up a good name for it yet, so bear with me. So, hey, this podcast is just going to be a way that I can express a lot of the stuff I want to express and reach out to people and build a community of mentally giant, socially suicidal gangsters, really is what it is all about. So I have no equipment as of yet, but I've been having an overdriving desire to do something with my time. So how do we get here? Who is Rico Rocks? Rico Rocks, I am 29 years old and live in America, the USA. I'm in California right now in Los Angeles. And that's, I don't, I'm not going to say, I'm a, I'm a wizard is what I think I am. I'm, I'm a mystic. I'm a idiot most of the time, but the times I'm not, I'm... I'm a weird fella, is what I usually say. So I think that's probably the, the description I use for myself most of the time. And welcome. Welcome, welcome. I want the episodes to be about an hour long. I feel like that's when I started listening to podcasts. The hour-long episodes is what I really got into. I felt like that was a nice frame for my attention span I could put on the podcast and an hour later and I could do something for an hour now I listen to Joe Rogan podcast and that I've just paused an episode actually so I could record this I'm about four hours in on his August 31st episode 2020 which is five hours long like five and a half hours long with Duncan Trestle I tr- did a YouTube under Rico Rocks, was it? No, it was Hyper Theorist Methodologies, which is my Instagram, by the way. Hyper Theorist, one word, methodologies, altogether Hyper Theorist Methodologies. Because I used to ask myself, when people would ask me, like, what do you do? Or what are you? Are you a Christian? Or you're like, what's your, what's your, like, what is your label, boy? And I would say I'm a Hyper Theorist. Because a theorist is someone who theorizes. And hyper is just to be in doing it in a in an intense way or a ramped up way. Like if I say I'm an agitator, but I'm a hyper agitator, which just means I agitate way more than your average. So I was a hyper theorist because I foolishly, I would say, not saying it's, I disagree or I've changed in any way, but I foolishly dove into the search for freedom as a youth. Searching for freedoms in all senses of it. Social freedom, mental freedom, physical freedom, emotional freedom. All these freedoms, right? Like, I want to know the I mean, truth. Truth. Oops, I don't know where freedom came from. Maybe I get freedom from it, is what I thought. Social. I was going to name this podcast Social Suicide, but the domain name wasn't available. So I ended up just buying RicoRocks.com. So I don't know what I'm going to name this yet. But this is episode one. And... What was I just talking about? I was talking about, oh, the search for truth. So then that's that's what led me. 
And I was like, okay, I felt like the world, what does that mean? When you think of search for truth, like what, someone's lying or is it someone maybe is misinformed because people could tell you a lie based off of intention or mess of unintention. And depending on it, what their motives are, depending on what their agenda is, you could say. So I felt at a young age that I was being lied to. Very young, about seven years old. Is when I had a wake-up moment, like, hello, what are you doing with your life? And I'm not saying I have any success in anything in life. I'm not saying I have any of that. I currently am unemployed as far as, like, W2 is concerned. And socially, I don't have really many physical friends right now that I could actually reach out and touch if I wanted to go talk to them. And it's all by my choosing. It's all if I'm, I'm okay. But at the same time, what got me here? What got me to this point where I'm 29 and say I don't have a job and I don't have any friends? Search for truth, kids. And so at this little seven-year-old, I was like, nope. But instead of... Like, I, I guess when someone gets abused or like when someone feels, like, deceived, they, you can go into a few mentalities. You can go into a few kind of roles or stances or belief systems and you could be like I gotta go cling to the first thing that seems like truth oh gosh or you could say I don't know there's many 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 right I kind of went into background mode I was like I'm gonna observe I became an observant observer and that was kind of my gig I don't know like Marvel Universe they have the observers it's cause I looked it up I've been I'm a symbolic motherfucker as well like I love symbolism and we'll get into that one episode symbolism like oh my gosh it's it's amazing. It's the language without words. The symbols. And even some symbols, I'm sure, are words. In my old witch voice. Gotta keep myself on a train of thought, though. So, stances on once I realized that the world was a lie. Or was filled with lies. I went to observe mode. And let me make sure my record is going because I just spoke for at least 10 minutes. Yeah, okay, I'm good, I'm good, I'm at six minutes. So, observer, and that right there is where it all started. I became the observer. So, I'm doing this podcast right now by myself. It's just me, episode one, Rico, because one is actually my favorite number. So, it's just going to be me, but I will, but I will have guests on from time to time to just talk. So, it's not really, it's just going to be rants and stories and it's just going to be a place you can come listen to some stuff. It's I don't have a theme like conspiracy theories or government or finance or skills or how-tos or advice, even though all of that will be available right here. So make sure you hit subscribe, RicoRocks.com. I don't know. I purchased the domain name. I'm sure it'll take me a while to get it going, but who knows. And as I became an observer... That really started opening my eyes. And now it's it's a slippery slope, kids. I'll tell you. Folks. To this day, I'm still in the search. Not really anymore for truth, but it's always there. But I've slowed down because when you search for truth, it hurts. You know, so they say truth hurts. And you can't handle the truth. You really can't. And I'm saying that like, I know, who are you to tell me I can't? I'm so fucking smart. And I'm so different. I'm so gifted. And I'm so... No, you're not, okay? The truth hurts. The truth will fucking kill you, okay? You should take my word for it, because 
I'm one of the ultimate truth seekers. And it sucks. It does. It hurts. It hurts. So I, I kind of put it in the back burner. It's one of the, it's not my main drive now. Now my main drive is, I would say, I don't even know what my main drive is. And that's why I'm also doing this because I want to look back in the future and look back and see how crazy I was as a youth. And I know you're thinking to yourself, 29, you're a youth, man. You're not tired. You're probably over the hill, like to your little, like 18 teenagers. But yeah, I feel like a youth, okay? I feel like a little baby all the time. And I'm not like I'm having some midlife crisis. I've felt like this forever. Like I, have no, I don't even feel much different. And I skateboard every day. And I'm not saying that because what that is what makes me a youth because I just started doing that when I moved to LA two and a half months ago, or less than two and a, uh, two and a half months ago, like two months ago. So it has nothing to do with the skateboarding. But what I'm saying is that I take tumbles now, and my body just heals really fast, and no aches or pains. And none of that still has to do with why I feel like a youth, but that just kind of reinforces the mental youth that I feel because I still feel like the seven-year-old Rico almost. I feel I'm a lot more advanced in a lot of ways, but just like that song from Red Hot Chili Peppers, he's like, or was it a Sublime, Santeria, the more I know, the less I, or something like that. I don't know who it is, but I'm sure many songs, but the more I know, the less I know, I know. And I know so fucking much. And education system, first of all, that was one thing. I'm a high school dropout and a college dropout. And it's like, oh my gosh, everyone stopped. Like, this guy is fucking uneducated. But shut up. Shut your fucking mouth, okay? Doesn't have anything to do with intelligence. Nothing. Nothing, nothing, nothing. And I'm not saying you're if you're a five-year doctorate at Harvard that you're an idiot, but you could be. I'm sure there's many. There's probably more idiots that come out of that than not, in my opinion. A bunch more people even. So by the end of this episode, folks, there's not going to be any listeners. And that is fun because I'm going to give you this key to immortality at the very last 10 minutes. So ha, 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 I'm just going to do what I can to drive anyone away because, well, as being a, an immortal, I cannot give out the secrets so easy. But so I'm going to ramp it up. And at the very end, I'll give the little secret. But I'm going to make you listen to ramblings that are mentally torturous that I know for a fact no one can have to listen to. Before you get there, I hope you enjoy. Just kidding. So, intelligence and stuff like that. But as I became an observer, I started observing. And when you observe something, there's there's many things to be observed. So, like you can observe the physical, you can observe the intention, you can observe what happens after. You can observe if it ever happens again. You can observe what things led up to it. You can observe how you feel about it. You can observe. Then you could observe the opposite of all those observations just for opposite theory. Just so you can comb the spectrum of perception. Which I did. And probably why I'm a weird motherfucker now. But as I said, that's really what this is all about. Just me being able to come and maybe find some people with like-minded thinking. So observer. I'm the observer. And like I said, Marvel Universe has, I guess, the Marvel Universe, what I read is because I Googled it, is there's observers that are seen throughout the Marvel Universe, and they're immortals, or they're just, they, they don't age, like, they probably live a million years, something like that, so it's like, good is immortal. And I don't say immortal, I say immortal, because A-M-O-R-T, however you spell it, is how it means, because there's a difference there. 
I used to be like, oh, I'm on a motor, I'm on, I, like I'm, because I, I used to claim when people ask, oh, what do you do for work, or, like, or like, the conversation, you know, your elevator speech, I'd be, I'm an immortal hunter, or I'm searching for the fountain of youth, because I realized that as a young observer, the more time to observe, the more accurate observation you can get in theory, based on the overall sense of observing more things, and so I realized it's like, fuck being smart, fuck being strong, fuck education, fuck a woman, fuck whatever, fuck, 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 all of that. First step, the very first step before any of that, beat time. Then, you got a chance. Because if you first don't do that, you don't have any chance of ever finding truth, is what I was thinking to myself. If you don't conquer time first, it's futile, because the search for truth, I realize or the search for what I wanted, my goal, my end visions for myself. There's no way a 60 year of mobility time span than 30 years of fucking being hospitalized because of the fucking sickness of humans is enough time. It is a rush. It's like saying, I want to prepare a 15 course meal for three generations of family, but we got 10 minutes to do it in McDonald's drive through Like, okay, it's stupid. It's dumb. Okay, it's just retarded as fuck. I started to say I'm cussing a lot because I mean, I'm trying to appease to the to the rebels out there. Which what's up, rebels? Fuck the cops, Nikki. I digress from that, but so you're trying to f- make this huge meal out of a McDonald's drive-through with five bucks, right? It just sounds retarded, like Rico. Now you're just rambling, like no, that's how it felt. Okay, I'm just trying to express myself. I felt like. To ever understand and to live a feeling life that I would never be able to because the conditions were, would never, under the time constraints, allow it. And that, that's a harsh reality for a lot of folks, kids. Time is about the essence. They, so that was my, I became an immortal hunter. I was like, okay, if someone has ever beat time, if someone has done it, because I, I believe anything is possible. I'll make that stature. Anything. Anything, anything. If... Under the circumstance, anything is possible. So I was like, I got to be time. And then now, and then, like, I pretty much stopped re- searching for the founder of you at, like, 28. So it's like, I'm not saying I found it or not, but I'm saying the search was over. And so let's say it was, kind of, I realized to myself, hey, man, you know, maybe, maybe just being a weird guy, I searched for the founder of youth everywhere. You know, that's a... Maybe you shouldn't. Maybe have a kid one day. Maybe you should have. Maybe you should care about something. It would suck if it didn't yield, right? I'm not saying it didn't, didn't, but I'm not gonna give out secrets until the last ten minutes. You better listen. So, anyways, that was the first step. I was like, I wanted, I wanted to figure out how to be time because I, I figured, you know, because I was raised on animes and Hollywood movies. Some of my favorite animes growing up. Uh, my first one was were like Pokemon and Dragon Ball Z. Oh my gosh. As a youth, I was born in 1991. So I, America, I think Pokemon came to America in 1995 or 1996. Oh man, Dragon Ball Z came a little earlier, but like they were just running it on Cartoon Network, I think it was. I don't know exactly. Oh man, all that stuff has been so much. And it, it built to my influence, but it did it in an amazing way. And I want to tell you guys about my life over time because I feel like it's like a movie. Let me check what time I'm at here. So, I don't want to spend too much time because I feel like that's a confusing subject for people attempting. So, it's the first time and then I'll worry about other stuff. A major majority. And 
there I went. I, I cast myself into this world as a seven-year-old. And let me tell you, that's an interesting seven-year-old. Even back then, I could imagine. Because I was kind. I was, And that's that's what I think, Pokemon and Dragon Ball Z and stuff like that. Because Goku, Ash Ketchum. Man, if you guys don't know anything about that, Pokemon is... Uh, a little anime. I know, okay, everyone knows Pokemon. It's Dragon Ball Z, you might not know. It's like a fighting anime. This guy was dropped. It's like the Superman. If you don't know Superman, what oh shit? So this alien kid gets cut, dropped off on planet Earth he, on a uh, self-automated autopilot spaceship by himself because this planet's incoming demise by a universal planet tyrant. And he's there, the race he is, which is a Saiyan race, are on Earth gods, fucking just super powerful, super fucking strong compared like to 100 times strong as a baby to the strongest man on Earth and could kick down trees and stuff. And with this power, and he was way different than anyone, but he did, was it? He was a good kid. He was, he wanted good, he wanted, and I want to say good, I don't mean good, he's good and evil, he was kind and he was gentle. I mean, I, I don't like using good and evil to describe stuff. Because it's objective and subjective. So Goku, and that was my inspiration. I was like, wow, to have all the power, to have the ability to destroy the world, but yet harm a fly. This was my, and with Goku, uh, Ash Ketchum as well. I just said, uh, whoops, try not to do that too much. It's It, it was really powerful for a kid who, who fought out of place because I knew that I was going to be powerful because... Just anyone who breaks away from the spell of monotonous human social conditioning is already just just from that first day or ten times as powerful thinking. I don't know about physically, but ten times as powerful thinking as anyone around him by far easily just woke nigga type shit. But I knew that I had big plans for my life and I wanted I guess I was I was taking care of some of the paperwork early, as I guess you could say, like the HR stuff. Cause I, I was that's I think. I like thinking long-term and no-term and instant-term all at once. It's all simultaneous for me. I was like, I plan to be this super powerful human, and I feel like I don't trust no one. And this is all as like a little seven-year-old kid. I'm thinking this. I was like, what kind of guy am I going to be, though? Am I going to like... And see, this is where I kind of changed, because now I'm turning more to the, the abusing people and reckless and like disregard for morals type so now i'm becoming more like that as i get older and older and older and older but as i'm losing that kindness for the most part and i had a lot of that i was really kind i'm still really fucking kind and i was kind my whole life and so i, I kind of lost the train of thought there so seven years old observer watching my influences and so i kind of was watching and like I don't know. Let's change this. So anyways, that's me. I, I'm the observer. You can call me the galactic observer. If you guys like, hey, Rico, what kind of guy is he? I mean, he's an, a, galactic, a galactic observer, mental giant, walks around like I'm 30 feet tall, tiger wood on these hoes, trying to bury these balls, 9-11, like emergency calls. But I was from Lil Wayne. Oh, man, Lil Wayne, too. Oh, yeah, okay. So I was using influence. I was influenced. So it wasn't like I was some seven-year-old. I'm like, I'm a blank slate. No, I had influences to... to that I wore as masks or shields to, into this. And let me tell you, folks, what I found in that, in the thir- 29 years I was alive, so minus 7, so 22, which is my, I would say, second favorite number, which is kind of awesome that I'm, they're both getting shout-outs right now, is, wow, the 
the search for truth has led me down some ways. And a lot of people, if you ask, like, I have a Facebook, Rico Rodriguez, a lot of people think I'm crazy. A lot of people think I'm just some drug addict, fucking super psychotic, just... Key, I am a keyboard warrior. Like, if I said some of the shit I believe in real life, I would be maimed. I would be hung by my fucking toenails and everyone cheer. Okay? Because I am a fucking crazy motherfucker, so don't fuck with me. I'm just kidding. But, freedom. I will. Man, dumb motherfuckers, man. See, this is where it's like I need to calm down because I could just start flying off the handle in my own fits of psychosis rage of why I think people are slaves and mental sheep and I'm not better. I'm a little, I'm much better actually, but yeah, so I was realizing, uh, and so I started observing and I was like, okay, you have a, I was looking at elementary school that was out, and I remember when I pretty much woke up, that's right during the election of Al Gore and George W. Bush. Because as a kid, they had us. Man, kids, now that I look back, I'm so glad I still remember this because it had. Making, looking back and trying to make sense of it, it makes no sense. It is social conditioning, folks. They had seven, because they were like, okay, you know, we're going to have a president's election. Fucking, yeah, woohoo. And, and all the kids were like, uh, we're fucking little. Idiots, because we're being raised by fucking idiots. And now they just could relate to in less time in the process, but. And we're already been indoctrinated for the last few years. So anyway, I digress on that. They had us in, in class, and they asked us, pick one, vote. And that's where I first heard the word vote. And kids are smart. See, that's the thing. Even even you, the anyone who listens, even the dumbest of you are really smart, which is interesting. As far as like recital and processing power, the human processing power is, they say, stronger than this fastest supercomputer. It's like, I always thought that was interesting. I'll go back to that Gore thing. Isn't it interesting that they say that the human mind is more powerful than the most super powerful supercomputer that people can imagine, but yet we can't remember one fucking phone number? I just got a phone number moving out to Los Angeles area. It took me like a lot. It took me like three weeks to memorize my own phone number because that's how much effort I guess I was putting into it. But damn, one number. I don't know anybody else's number. Nobody. I know my dad's number. I've had that memorized for a long time. But two numbers. I have two phone numbers in the world out of, and I think I'm one of the smartest people in the world. Can you believe that? If anyone's listening, can you believe that? It's just interesting because just because you have processing power doesn't mean you have to use it. I think that is the thing because when they say that we're smartest in the, sm- the fastest, smartest computer, but yet we can't do a simple algebra problem or something like a can't do 10 times 45. I can't do that. I mean, okay. That's what I can do. 17 times 5,500,000. I don't know. You get my point. Yeah, we can't do simple calculations and shit. And we can't do this. We can't do it. We're just unable. Or we do, the desire to is not there. Or the the practiced skill of that, if you want to get more technical, is not there. So it's not we can't do it. That's very low level to speak of me. So I, so I thought that was always really funny. Like, yeah, I am a fucking supercomputer, but I cannot, I cannot do it. I cannot fill out an application. I can't sit down for more than 10 minutes. Without fucking forgetting why I'm sitting there. Yeah, my attention span. Memes. Yeah, do drugs. Smoke weed, nigga. In my George W. Bush impression. So, they had us as kids. 
And they're like, okay, so we were like, okay, we're doing the stuff. We're going to do it. We don't care about the people. They were like, well, what are you going to do? Just pick one of these two people. The teacher's just like, we're not, fuck you kids. You guys are crazy. Pick one of these two dates, and then I can go home and drink myself to death. Okay. Thank you. We were like, okay. And I remember, so I'm sitting there in front of the paper, like, there's an Al, there's an Al Gore. Okay. Okay. No, I have no idea what it looks like. Actually, I think we do know what it looks like. Cause I think they had pictures of him. I'm not sure, but I, I don't. I don't even think that we knew what it looked like. To be honest with you, now that I think about it, I just remember there being two options in the piece of paper: Al Gore, George Bush, Al Gore, George Bush. And they're like, "This is going to be," and they're like, "Your parents are going to have to choose one of these two people, and these are going to be the leader of the free world." So we knew that we were picking the leader. We knew we were picking someone important. I chose Al Gore, by the way. And the reason I did is because the name Gore. I was like, Gore, okay, I don't know, Al Gore. I was just picking it based on, and that's how I still vote, pretty much. Whenever I vote, I just whatever name sounds cooler. So I'm voting for Trump. All right, I just lost the rest of them. So I was thinking at the piece of paper, Al Gore. I was like, okay, Gore, blood, okay, cool, cool, cool. And I was I was into video games, too, as a kid, so I knew what Gore was. I played Killer Instincts. For Super Nintendo, heck yeah, shout out if anyone knows what that is. Killer Instincts. And George Bush just sounded like a nerd. I was like, Bush, you mean those things outside? I ain't gonna get caught up voting for them Bushes. I'm gonna vote for the gore. Let the body set the flow. I was all about it. I'm pretty kind of outrageous. I'm still pretty fucking gory and violent. And so I picked out Gore, and he turns out he lost. I was all but I was like, I picked a loser. But even then, the indoctrination. It was, but even looking back to that, like how we choose stuff, you can be observed. So that's basically what this podcast is about. It's just me rambling and ranting and theorizing based on my observations. And I like to say I have a good talking voice. I hope that translates to anyone listening. I don't say, you know, after every sentence. I don't say, um, every five seconds, you know? It's, that was ironic. And my vocabulary is okay. But but I think I have something to offer the world. I think that my unique set of observations mixed with my lack of moral compass. And I'm not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. Although, ask your mom. My dick is. That it's rimshot. It's interesting, but I think I could, I want to evolve, I want to keep going, but it becomes a lot, because part of the things I don't like about myself is how I give in to the, the, the magnitude of some things, and then just say, ah, oh, no, it's too big, so fuck it, I ain't gonna do it. My life is one big revolving door of that, because I have... Superpowers, basically. And it's a lot. And I have this big goal for myself of becoming immortal. Immortal. Oh, is that where I went? I think the ranch because I didn't describe the difference between immortal and immortal. That was still way back there, but... Damn, kid. Damn, folks. So this is what it is. Hope you enjoy. So as I was going... The observation, the violence, the... I think I have a certain set of things... And I used to take notes, but then I became homeless. Big surprise there. Look at it. Look at you. Fucking Rico Roxy. Suck. 
all those people thinking after I said I vote for Trump way back there is like a joke. Not saying I am or not, but that was a joke when I said it. And I can get lost in my own despair. I I'm like that mad genius. Like it's like but I like I have I'm I have an addictive personality you'd say. I can, I said I tend to. It seemingly seems. Because I even right now I'm a drug addict and by the time I you I get like a following, I more than likely won't be because I plan on slowing down. But I, I do drugs every day. And I don't want to say which ones, but they're not none of the nice ones. It's some hardcore legal street drugs, okay? Every day. Oh, every day, every day, every day. Every day, every day. And I drink every day, every day, every day as well, too. No, I don't get drunk every day, so that's the difference. I used to get drunk every day. I lived in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan in Calumet, Michigan, if anyone knows. I just actually took a swig of uh, some 99 peaches. Oh, 99 oranges. It's 99 proof. Liqueur, 49.9% alcohol. And so I have, and that, what that leaves me to, then that is, I lose weeks. I lose months just in a daze of, of Rico Roxisms and Rico Rockness. And it's great and all that, but I don't have nothing to show for it sometimes because I don't take any notes. I don't do anything. So that is what this is. This is going to be tapes from the madness. I like to call this time of my life. And it's been like the last four years. The dark ages. The dark times. It's like when I'm later on in life when I'm like in with my bureaucrats. When I'm with the bureaucrats and we're bureaucating. I'll be like, oh, Rico, what did you do in your 20s? The dark years, okay? These are the dark black ages where it's like, I don't remember none of them. I kind of went to, the last thing I remember, I was 18. Actually, you know, I'm 35. In debt. Like, no, I'm just kidding. But, uh, that's, not, that's my excuse, and I'm, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. The dark ages. So this is just my outlet, and I want to I want to have kind of interviews and, and really, like, prolific talks and really bright stuff, life-changing podcasts as well. But I, I'm going to let you guys know right now, you're going to get some moments you're going to be like, this guy, someone called the hospital. He is a danger to himself. He's a danger to those around him. And I won't disagree with you. And I won't be surprised if that happens, okay? <laughs> like, honestly, with the shit I'd get away with, I should be in prison for life based on the laws of the white man. I should be. No, I, I think that, like, I, I'm, I'm not going to say I'm a liar and an actor and I'm fake and you shouldn't like me, but I, I put on a big front for most people when I meet them. Because, no, and I'm still, I'm way better than I could be. I could be a fucking, just a fucking fake human. I'm not, I'm myself, basically. Most around, like, mostly everybody. But I, I hold back the, the, the very sick and sharp things about myself. I'm talking like the very, like the ones where it's like, I don't care even if you're woke and you're, you're just super cool. I can talk to you. Even that I won't discuss with people because I'm that fucking crazy and cold and dark. Okay. See, I don't whisper because it's like, oh God, I don't want God to hear me. Shh. Because there's parts of myself in which are so fucking twisted. And it's okay. I, I'm my biggest fan, personally. I think my mom is my biggest fan. Hey, mom, if you're listening, I love you. To wherever. Oh, man. So thank you, folks.
to uh, and prepare yourselves. And so, yeah, I want to have a prolific podcast, serious podcast, too. So and I just want to have a good time, and we're going to have talks, and we're going to do this stuff. So this is just kind of an intro. Today, I don't want it to end yet. It's not even what let me see what it is. How far I am. 31 minutes and a half hour in. Felt like five minutes. So I moved out to Los Angeles. I guess we'll just talk about... No, I don't want to talk about the homelessness thing. I'll save that for episode two. Huh. Well, Rico Rocks loves you. Come on back. We're going to have stories. I want to tell stories. I guess I'll leave you guys with a story. A story. I was thinking of a story. Which story was it? I was thinking... It. I'm going to just kind of like throw words around uh, so there's no dead air. But as I use other mental processes to my story. So, la da 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 Yo, hey... Rico Rock, Supreme, Supreme, you ruler of the soulless mind. What was the story? Did it leave me blind that I can't remember? Even takes some time, but I can remember anything. So bear with me. Tick tock. Uh, it's like, oh my gosh, it's like the pressure. It's not even the pressure. What the fuck was that story? It wasn't the story about the dude throwing the weed in the trash can. It wasn't. It was, was it finding stuff? What was that story now that they Come on, folks. Give me a quiet two, three seconds here. Is it was one of the stories that was like, I want to start a podcast. That's one of the stories I want to tell. I think it was, maybe it was the Al Gore story. And I don't even know what that was all about. Like, that's just something like, no, just to show, like, I, I don't know. You have to go back and listen. I don't know. All I don't know is that kids don't know shit. And if you don't take time to take grasp of your life and your thoughts, I guess I was with the whole point of that was, it was like the mental, I put myself in a, man, like as a youth, seven-year-old kid, it was like, I don't, I'm going to like, I felt like it was all eyes, and so I was like, well, let's like observe for the truth, the search of truth, and yeah, so truth seekers, academics, therapists, please, I'm just kidding, um, I just said, oh, that's twice in a half hour. Jeez, kid. Must be the uh, uh, alcohol. Shout out, T-Pain. So I'm going to just tell a quick story for fuck whatever story it was. First time I seen snow. I'll tell you, it's like a really, it's like probably a two-minute story. I would lived, so right when I became woke, my it was right around the time my parents divorced. I didn't want to, I'm not going to talk about that right now. But, but my mom ended up moving to no, this was actually before that, so we ended up moving to Sheboygan, Wisconsin. Shout out to the nine two zero Sheboygan, Wisconsin, an hour north of Milwaukee, an hour south of Green Bay. The little slice of heaven I like to call Sheboygan. Bratwurst, hard rolls, cults—that's where all comes from. Okay, that's why I'm such. That's one how I became a cult leader. Sheboygan, Wisconsin, but that's where I've seen snow for the first time. I was in a U-Haul. Was a little kid, seven, maybe less. Because we it was around six, seven, and I lived in Los Angeles County. I was it, that's where I was from. I was born in Long Beach, California, nineteen ninety one. Long Beach Community Hospital. Shout out, yeah, 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 yeah. Never seen snow in L A. Seen it in the movies, but when you you see something the mag like something is life changing, you're seeing snow for the first time. It's more than the movies. I don't think movies... I think that's why it's like hands-on learning. Like, I think even space travel... I don't believe in space at all the way that NASA says it is. I believe NASA is a lying organization. I'm getting more hate right now. It's all lies, kids. I'm telling you. If you're just a sensitive yup, get out of here. Get the fuck out of here. Die! Alright. 
I call that Rico. Okay. It's not their fault. Alright. Uh, yeah, I talked to myself too. Seeing snow. I was asleep in the U-Haul and I open I wake up, I wake up. And then there it was. And it was during, it wasn't, I don't know if it was snowing, I think it was lightly, but it was just after a big powdery snowstorm. If anyone who lived in snow before, if you haven't, oh my gosh, it's mind-blowing, it's awesome. It's great, it's it's beautiful, it's life-changing, okay, you need to do it. If you live in Hawaii, does Hawaii have snow? I I don't know, that's a question, I never thought about that until right now. Does Hawaii have snow? Does it snow in Hawaii? Somebody answer me that. Someone send me an email, ricorocks221 at gmail.com, rico, R-O-X-X. 221 at gmail.com. Send me an email. Does Hawaii snow? And I thought my eyes were broken. That is literally, that was the thought that ran through my head as a seven-year-old because I've used to seeing the streets, everything, colors. I've, I've really programmed what I should be seeing normally. And then when I opened my eyes and everything was white, everything, the houses, the sidewalks, the lawns, the street we were driving on, the trees, everything. It was just like a big powdery snow had just happened. So everything, like if you know what I'm talking about, it's just everything. It's a blanket of white. Blanket. Boom. Like someone just took a big old bucket of white paint and dropped it on earth. And I actually slapped the side of my head, like a temple, like not hard, just like a tap, tap, like I'm trying to put my eyes back and focus. I was like, oh no, my eyes. I've lost the ability to see color. What is happening? No. I went into like a mini panic as a kid. I was like, what happened when I was asleep? Did I lose my ability? <laughs> and then it turns out it was just snow. And I was like, oh, duh. We're in the sky. We must have made it. We must be here. Wow, what a nap. I must have, I must have been so bored or whatever. I was tired and fucking put myself in a coma. Woke up. There we are. In Wisconsin. Take my girl to Wisconsin. And... Man, man, that was to this. My, I've many, I've had many moments that prolific in my life. But wow, that that's when I realized I was like, what else have I not seen that I would consider myself mentally broken to perceive? So the Prospector's Paradise. This is Prospector's Paradise. This podcast, Prospector's Paradise podcast. Let me check if that name is available. I'm gonna go look at the domain name. Um, uh, see, um, see that, um, that was more of like. A colloquial, if you will, because I wasn't like, uh, like in between. That was like I knew I was going to say it. That wasn't a speech impediment. Um, that was us. I'm searching for time when I think um, which is still awful. Rico, ew, gosh, kid. Anyways, so there's the story, and it, it blew my mind, and I was it was cold, and Wisconsin showed me snow for the first time when I was like seven years old. It was really cool, and, and I became a snowball fighter and. Uh, and snow, snow is really fun. Snow is for good times. I love good snow. I lived in the Upper Peninsula, Calumet, like I was mentioning. And that is uh, Winter's Wonderland. I lived in California now. I moved to the Bay Area when I first moved here to California. Uh, it was the end of summer. Fall. It was like beginning of fall of 2019. So that's the year I've been. So I have had one winter, and that was in the Bay Area. That was in Pittsburgh, California. It's just around San Francisco area. And, see, I say and, I like to say and a lot. Instead of um, just because I hate um so much, I say and a lot. Like, I'm like, and, and, and to me, that is power. That is greatness. Stop saying um, you fucking retards. It sounds stupid. You sound retarded when you do that. You sound really retarded, actually. Like, 
Down syndrome. You sound like a dog that got fucking his paw slammed in the door, car door, and someone just happened at the car and closes the car door on the dog's palm, and they're just like, ah, ah, ah. so you sound like when you say, oh, maybe, oh, 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 oh. sound like it. Sounds something bad, though. Something stupid. So that's my snow story, folks. Thank you for listening. This is Rico Rocks here coming at you live, baby. I want you to stay free your mind, kids. Free your mind. That's my slogan. Free your mind. Bye now. Thank you for coming. Thank you for listening.